All right. What's up? Okay. I know I've said this, I think, 20 or 30 times already. Okay. So we're going for 31. Sure. Mm -hmm. Or 21, okay. you know, give or Whatever. take. Um, so <laughs> little of this, the, little of that. <laughs> the bins in Fredericksburg that I have been trying to get to forever, but they're uh -huh. just so far away that it's not worth driving while Jackson's in school. He's going to be gone uh, with his friend at a water park um, for two school days next week. So I'm going to go do that. And I know I'm a horrible mother. I'm letting my kid miss school to go to okay, a water park. Okay, just stop. Just stop. I have a lot of things to say here. Um, what water park? It's the Wolf Creek Lodge something. Wolf. Okay, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah, you are a bad mom taking your... Or maybe you're a great mom because you're like, you know what? You don't have to go to school. Go party at the water park. <laughs> maybe that makes you a great mom. I don't know. I wouldn't do it, but good for you. Um, I can't wait for you to go to the bins. You know what? You shouldn't go to the bins. If you're going to... Oh, Frederick, Fredericksburg's only, that's only an hour and a half. I was going to say, you might as well just go on into Montgomery County and go to those I know, thrifts I thought that, about that Robin was talking about, <laughs> but that's an extra hour. So maybe yeah, not. That's a lot of driving with gas being so expensive. All right. Well, um, good job you for um, being a delinquent mother. We'll say that. You're a delinquent. Sure, you're sure. A deli your child will not be a delinquent, you know, by proxy of you. So you're a delinquent mother, um, but you're going to go to the bin. So. Who yeah. cares? Water! Water! <laughs> Do you remember mom used to let us miss like three days this school year we could pick if we like had good attendance and stuff and had good grades? She would let us pick like three days that we could oh. stay home and she would call in and say we were sick. I, I don't think that there, it was a like a like a three-day rule, but I definitely like always had stellar attendance and then because well, you couldn't have, if you miss more than three days, you couldn't be exempt from finals. Yeah, So that man. was our limit. She was like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah. if we had good grades and, like, went to class, like. Yeah, man. I did not want to take finals, so I always had stellar. And I I know I used them for, like, senior skip day, but I don't mm -hmm. I don't know that I necessarily used the other days off. But whatever. Who cares? Let's go. We have an interview today. Let's, I know. Let's, let's hit our theme song. Theme song. Dee dee. In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. Welcome, listener. You're here, and I'm loving it for all of us. Yay! All right. Well, hey, I'm Lindsay. I'm Lacey. And we are here to Thrifter and Sister. <laughs> Would you stop saying that? No. <laughs> Why would I stop doing something that brings me joy? Because you can't. Thrifter. <laughs> Just watch me. Thrifter is not a verb. <laughs> We're... I'm thriftering and I'm sistering and I <laughs> dare you to prove otherwise. I just did. It's not a verb. I I don't need the confinement or of a constriction. constriction of a, a man-made dictionary to tell me what I do. Right, right. It's my theory of if you say it and you know what it is, then it's a word because my, that's how all words were invented. Exactly. It's all <laughs> They're all just made up. So right. When I came up with the amazing word kamuckus because I was trying to say commotion or ruckus and it came up kamuckus, <laughs> I'm like, that is a brilliant word for exactly what I'm trying to say. I, I like that you're going hard on thriftering but not sistering because guess what? <laughs> also not a word. <laughs> 
Touche. Yes. Okay. Well, we are bringing you uh, another interview, man, and we're stoked about it. We got to hustle this up because we need to get our our guest in here. So Mm -hmm. real quick, let's get to the nerdy and dirty. No, the nitty and gritty. There it is. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want to share this as nerdy and dirty. Let's get to the nerdy, dirty, nitty gritty. Um, Hey, if you like our show and like to support us, there are three special ways and all three important ways that you can do that. Head over to our Instagram page, Thrifter Sisters Pod. Follow us there. Engage with our content. You can also head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. That is such an amazing way for you to support us. That costs you zero doll hairs. And um, it helps our um, teeny tiny baby Santa podcast get out there. One star would not recommend. I, I'd prefer it if you would give us more than one star, but it's, you know, you know what? That's between you and the, the, and the stars and the stars. That has, I have nothing to do with that. And then three, you can also support us by um, help covering the cost of hus- hus- hustling. No, Host, hosting and producing the podcast over at buy me a coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com backslash thrifter sisters. This is totally a side hustle, man. What you talking about? What is? This, our podcast. It's a hustle. Abso- oh, absolutely. We work our buns <laughs> off on this thing. I know it seems like we're having fun, and we are, but we also work our buns off. So anyway, if you just want to be a part of supporting us, those are three separate and all important ways to do that. So without further ado, what's what's the opposite of further ado? Less ado? All right. And without <laughs> less ado, I, I don't know. Further ado sounds great. Let's get into Let's go to our interview. Let's, let's let her into the room. Let's interviewing and thriftering. <laughs> See, interviewing is a word. I know. All right, well, let's get into some sistering. All right, all right. Let's. Uh, I'll. Hey, sister, I'll check you at the end of this interview. All right, bye. Word. You, you put on lips. You look amazing. Thank you, loves. Glam is like a big part of who I am, and I really miss that about like corporate now. Is that there's no glam. <laughs> so sad but true <laughs> so are you saying in in the corporate world still it's not there like people have unglammed I feel like I mean I work with tech companies now uh-huh. and literally they show up in like a hoodie that's like, true tech tech people are definitely not glam and they're like <laughs> yeah. in their, like one of my main client is like in his 50s maybe 60s and he like shows up in an adidas hoodie like <laughs> I'm like this is what we're doing now okay <laughs> I'm like, people- there goes my Ann Taylor wardrobe. <laughs> that, that is his glam. You know, he's feeling glamorous in that hoodie. <laughs> I, I am so about being comfortable. Like, I am so <laughs> old and tired. I just want to be comfortable. <laughs> There's no fashion before comfort for Lens. <laughs> Not a, I mean, it never really has been a thing for me, but particularly now. Particularly, yeah. particularly after COVID times and lockdown, I'm like, why would I ever wear pants with a button again? That's stupid. I like elastic <laughs> waist. <laughs> They made those like elastic waist dress pants like forever, right? Like, yeah, they were like yoga pants that came yeah, out. Yeah, beta say, brand. Like, 2015. I had a couple of pairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back when Lacey used to be in an office, she was. Yeah, I love those things. They're great. <laughs> well, the thing, my offices were always like when I was in an office, like I worked, I was managers, manager at different like fitness places. So I was wearing workout clothes. So. <laughs> Uh, my, my husband said to me the other day, he was like, you always look like you're ready to do yoga at like the drop of a hat. <laughs> you never know. You have to be ready, right? 
stop, drop, and yoga. Yoga. It's a a hashtag on Instagram, so she's ready for it. All right. Well, Nicole, this is my sister, Lacey. She's, well, actually, I don't know what the configuration is on your screen. I I, I was about to say, I'm the one with the glasses and the tank top, but that doesn't help me. Literally, all three of us are in glasses. (laughs) Yeah, I can see the, I mean, I can, yeah, when you point up, Lacey's up for me, too. Okay, great, great. So that's Lacey. All right, well, let's do our intros. Well, hey, listener, welcome, welcome. I'm Lindsay. I'm Lacey. And we are here with another reseller interview today. This is our new friend, Nicole. Hi. Hello. Hello, Welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Do you prefer to go by Coco or Nicole? I do go by Coco for like my reseller life. Okay. Not, but not the prof, not the professional, not my land. professional life. It's like I can kind of hide Coco and make fun reels and all that and be goofy yeah. and not have my clients, you know, see me outside well, what of is, the corporate. Tell us, tell us what your reels, your Instagram name is so people can find you on the gram. Oh, so on Instagram, I am the 99 problems, Nicole. <laughs> I love that name, by the way. When I first saw that, I was like, yes. <laughs> I have 99 problems and too much clothing is one. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so, so have you been selling your wardrobe? Are you yeah, selling? Yeah, so that's how closet? I got started, like selling. So, I mean, we were just talking about how like corporate America doesn't get dressed up anymore, and I come from a very like corporate environment, Fortune 100 company in Bethesda, Maryland, right? Um, where we and I come from a real estate background, corporate, uh, commercial real estate, specifically hotels. And, you know, we wore suits every day or you wore a sheath dress. Like Mm -hmm. they had, they had like what I call the leggings police, where like (laughs) if you wore, if you wore leggings, like they would be like, oh, you can't wear those to work anymore. Like you have to, like you have to change or like, you know, they actually, somebody would come speak to you about what you were wearing. Gosh. So I'm like very much Banana Republic and Taylor Loft, like all of that, right. And getting dressed up every day. And even when I started working from home, I kind of switched from that world into tech back in 2017. And even working from home, I was still dressing up every day. But I've had this like slow migration from like corporate DC, like Bethesda wardrobe to like, then I moved to Michigan. And it's like completely, it was completely different. Like, right. Yeah. And now I'm, and then pand- the pandemic happened and everybody was working from home, but they were just like, eh, like you don't need to dress up. Right. <laughs> or, or if you did, it was only for the from top. The waist yes. right. <laughs> and then I moved to Dallas last year, right? And literally, no, like I went to a meeting in person a couple of weeks ago, and they were like, "Oh, we forgot to tell you, you were pretty casual." And they were in like jeans and like t-shirts, and I'm like, "Okay, I guess this is what we do now." So hopefully, <laughs> my so the reason I even got started with this because I'm like, "Well, I have all this clothing that I'm not wearing." Some of it no longer fits because, you know, the little elves came in and shrunk the clothing, right? Of course. Yeah, I hate it when they do that. It has nothing to do with me, right? (laughs) Right. Right. Jerky elves. (laughs) So, yeah. So, a friend here in Dallas told me about Poshmark because I had never heard of this, right? I guess I was Mm -hmm. living under a rock. Um, And I just started selling about 56 days ago. That's right. Brand new to the world. So, listener. (laughs) This is why I wanted to have Nicole on the show. I reached yep. out to her. I saw, I don't remember how we ended up getting connected. Somehow we got, I mean, we found each other on the gram and I realized she was a brand new teeny tiny baby reseller. I'm like, oh, no. 
we need to have her on the show. We need this fresh eyed perspective. We need to see like what she knows, how, how she's learning stuff and how it's going for her. So this, this is, this is why you're here. And I, I, I'm really excited to get into this with you. Me too. And I feel like I'm Jon Snow and I know nothing. <laughs> and you don't. And you know what? We've been doing it for over a year and we don't. We like, still know nothing. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, there's so much. It's, a, it's, and I think these interviews are really showing us, it's not so much that we know nothing. It's like you get online and you compare yourself to everybody who has like been really successful and everybody does it so differently. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their different ways, mm-hmm. their different paths to success. And I'm really enjoying like highlighting all the different ways people are getting to that place. But let's, I want to back up just a little bit. Are you from DC Bethesda area or were you just yes. currently living? You were living, not currently at the time you were living there. No, I grew up in DC, uh, grew okay. up between DC proper and Burke, Virginia um, but, and we kind of talked about this, but I went to boarding school in Tappahannock, Virginia, St. Margaret's school, go Scotties, girls, education, <laughs> shout out, club. shout out the alumni association would appreciate that. Um, and so we spent a lot of time up in the Charlottesville area, right. Where you guys are mm-hmm. playing sports at like, uh, uh, we call it stab St. Agnes Belfield yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah. mixers at Blue Ridge and Woodbury and, you know, just in that area, right? That that UVA area. Um, and so I've kind of, so I was really excited when I saw you guys were from Charlottesville and I started listening to the podcast. And then Lacey, you lived in DC, right? Lindsay did. Well, I did. Lived, I lived mm-hmm. in DC. Yeah. I lived in Arlington first, then we moved into the district and then we moved right outside of DC into Coma, Maryland. Like literally half of our neighborhood half of them had a DC address mm-hmm. and then we lived on the Maryland side. Yeah. I'm and, more of a Virginia and, girl. So in Fairfax, yeah, we, like Maryfield We were area. there for, God, my husband was there for almost 20 years. I was there yeah. for like 15 or something. It was a long time. It was, it was a long time. Our and, guest yesterday was, she lives in Bethesda. <laughs> yeah. She's from New Orleans, but she has lived in Bethesda for a long mm-hmm. time. So that's, that's real. It, man, the thrifting, she's getting up there in Montgomery County. Oh, unreal. Oh, not good? No, no it's good. good. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That or like going over to the cap. So as a kid, we used to go to like Capitol Hill and like to the thrift stores like over there because, you know, all the like senators' wives and, you know, et cetera would take Ooh, them yeah. down and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, man, that's the most amazing thrifting. Like Dallas isn't too bad if I go like down, I'm in the burbs, so I go down into the city. Mm-hmm. I find lots of stuff that's like brand new with tags. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you got into this from a friend, just word of mouth from a friend there in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Well, what brought you to Dallas? Why did you move there? Why'd you locate there? So, I mean, I work for myself, so I have my own consulting company and I was working in, I was living in Michigan um, because I'd moved to Michigan, like when I was still, when I, before I started my company, I was which which at- part of Michigan were you? My so, my husband's from there. Oh, another yeah. meta, like another meta. I know. <laughs> I moved first to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. And then I was, and then I spent about three and a half, four years in the Detroit area. Yeah, that's where he's from. He's from the Detroit area. Okay. Yeah. I lived in yeah. uh, Novi. Where's he from? Um, Rochester Hills. Um, oh gosh, there was another neighborhood. I don't remember. Farmington. Farmington, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, in the town next to that in Novi. Yeah, okay, yeah, I I do remember him. Oh, and 
I've heard Novi on a podcast. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So Whole then world. you, so then you were living in, in Michigan and then. Yeah. What, so I was living in Michigan what, and then, and I'd really just, and I had been splitting my time between DC and Michigan. And so I didn't really know anyone. And so I didn't start living in Michigan full time until like December of 2019. And then the pandemic hit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of, you know, I was still working and everything because I worked from home, but it's just hard being, and I had a friend group there, but they're all doctors, right? They're all in medicine. And so um, I was only seeing them like maybe every six weeks, right? So um, so I just decided that it made more sense for me to be closer to like friends and family. And my best friend of 19 years uh, is down here. Hi, Vanessa. I know you're listening. Happy birthday. Today's her birthday. Hi, Vanessa. Oh, happy birthday. birthday, Vanessa. Was she um, on your Instagram stories this weekend? Yeah. So you went out with a bunch of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah you, you went out with a bunch. Y'all had a fun little girls night. It looked, looked yeah. fun. We had a Sunday fun day, a little too much fun, but. Um, <laughs> Never. Never too much fun. So I moved down here. So we, you know, back in D.C., we had been roommates in D.C., right? Because in D.C., you can be 38 and still have a roommate because <laughs> right. it's that expensive. Yeah. Um, and anyways, and so I, she had moved down here and bought a house. When I moved to Michigan, she moved here. And so I just decided, you know what, like, I'm going to go down and be closer to my best friend and um, and all of that. And and my dad's down in, um, in San Antonio. And so just it just made sense for me to like move. Right. And be, and have, a, you know, a, a better, a more of a social life. And then the other thing, Michigan is a lot of Michiganders, like they're born there, they stay there, right. They don't leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they have very close, close knit uh, circles compared mm-hmm. to Dallas and DC. Right. Which people, everyone's a transplant. So everyone wants yeah. to meet new people. Right. And so they're open. It's like, it's a much more open culture. Yeah. Which yeah, is weird to I say about that. Texas, right? But it is. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, we, we call ourselves Texas survivors. We <laughs> right. <laughs> made it out. We made it out. That's right. I forgot you guys are from Texas too. Again, we guys, are. We are. <laughs> we, we, we grew up in West Texas until I was 12. Lacey was uh, 10. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to Houston and we lived there until we both went to college. And I went to college in Texas. Man. Yeah, I turned 17 and ran. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did. We made it out. But yeah, it, you know, what I find about Texas is that people who are from there don't leave, but lots of new people are always coming in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so you're definitely right. Like being, you, it's easier, I feel like, to get into to groups and circles. Yeah. So, so how long have you been there now? So I just moved here in July of last year. And what's really funny is that my friend circle here is like a bunch of people. I did not know them before from the DC area. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like I ended up meeting, I ended up meeting some people that went to high school that went to the same public high school that a bunch of my public high school friends went to so and that random. live in like my same town. Like I just live in like um, the most meta universe. You really right? do. Like, I'm pretty it's sure you. you guys have heard like how I'm not, I'm again, like I'm, I'm being, you know, playful here. But you guys have heard how, like, the there's this theory that the universe is a simulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm obviously just a sim because there's no way <laughs> that, like, there's this much meta naturally in anyone's life. I'm trying to figure out who's running my simulation. Like, they're doing I, a horrible job. They're really – I would I, I would like to request some changes, yeah. you know. I would like them to upgrade the thrift store package. Like, if they could buy that expansion pack, that'd be great. 
Um, oh, yes. How, how did you do your first summer in Texas last year? Inside with air conditioning and cocktails. <laughs> yeah, as does, as does every good Texan. Like, unless they are outside by their pool, they're yeah. indoors with AC cranked down to 52. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, our pool, what I do love is that our my pool and my apartment complex never closed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So on yeah. Christmas Day, it was 85. I was at the pool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Last two weeks ago, it was in the 90s. I was at the pool. Right. So yeah. versus yeah, yeah. the DC area. Right. Like, and the rest of the I, country. I love the heat. I love it. People. You know, it's being here and, you know, you had the same climate in D.C. People bitch all winter because it's so cold. But then the minute it heats up, they're all like, oh, God, why? It's too hot. I'm like, shut up. Put on your tank tops and your shorts and go outside. It feels amazing. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Listen, Love it here. I remember in Michigan waking, like going to a hair appointment and it was like, like eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and it was negative 10 or negative or something. I was like, oh. where do I live? Like, what is oh, this? Yeah. God, I, my my in laws still live there, and I um I I don't go in the winter. Yeah, I I remember those days. I went to college in Pittsburgh, and I remember like definitely wind chill factor. We get down to like negative twenty some days, and I was just like, what? Why? How? Why? Why? Why does anybody live above a certain parallel? I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you live like in the mountains and you're like into outdoors and skiing and like that's it. But Michigan. Sure. It's just flat. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> they have like 90 feet of snow. I don't know. Ann Arbor was beautiful. But the I lakes, loved it there. The lakes are mm. so beautiful, you know? The, the summer yes. is so enjoyable there because it's such a nice temperature. And the mm-hmm. sun stays up so late, which I love summer mm-hmm. sunshine. And I, they, it is nice to visit them in the summer. I will say that's that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get away from weather and let's get into some <laughs> – let's get into some – what what are we ninety five years old? How's the weather? How's the weather? I just love hearing people's experiences who are not from the South moving to Texas and be like, "What is happening? Why why is my skin catching a blaze when I walk outside?" It's eight o'clock in the morning and I'm sweating. So it's so blazing hot there. I love it, but so, it's not for everyone. I will say I did four years at Clemson in South Carolina for undergrad. Okay, though. so all right, so but it's know. a different heat here than Clemson. Yeah, like, absolutely, it is. Yeah. I don't know. It is. It's just. It's like living on the sun. <laughs> okay. So now we're going back to your friend who was like, hey, I you should your, sell on Poshmark. Your, your friend, I'm assuming, sells on Poshmark. She, you know, it's funny. She sells on Poshmark, but she sells more on Mercari. Am I saying that okay. right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. She sells more on Mercari and she had been reselling on Mercari for like, I don't know. She, she did it when she was in college, she was saying. I'm like, man, I'm so far behind. Like us elder millennials. <laughs> um, anyway, but she had done this in college and she had said, she told me, she's like, yeah. I mean, she showed me. She's like, yeah, I made like $7,000 selling on Mercari. I was like, what? Like, say more. Like, say more. <laughs> right? And so she loves Mercari way more than she loves Poshmark. I don't really, under, like, I'm on Mercari. I'm cross-listing now. I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself, but... I don't understand Mercari like the way I understand Poshmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I think that's fair to say. I mean, I Poshmark, Poshmark is very user friendly. And I think Mercari is just Mercari. It's like, there's no way to like boost yourself really other than like the simple promote button. And you yeah. only get like 10 of those a day. And then it's like, I, I dislike about Mercari. The fact that every time you put an offer to likers, you have to keep lowering your offer. Like that stinks in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is like, cause you, you, 
you know, it, once you promote it, you, I can't remember how many days it's up. It's like 72 hours or something. Yeah. And then once that's in, you can't change the promotion at, during that 72 hours. But then when that's, once that's over, yeah, you got to go lower and it's, it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. We'll, we'll talk about, we'll get into a little Mercari stuff as we go. So your friend was selling on Mercari and then you heard about pot. So what, and she told me about Poshmark. And so if your friend was really liking Mercari, what made you go with Poshmark first? She told me about Poshmark first. Okay. And then she told me about Mercari. And I think that when I, I don't know, part of it, So part of it is I looked at Poshmark versus Mercari and Poshmark just looks like a more reputable site to me than Mercari at first. Like, I don't know if it's because I look, I'm like, okay, they, they obviously invest into the UX UI. I saw that Poshmark was publicly traded. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm an analyst like by nature and like, and previously, you know, in previous jobs, I was an analyst. And so I just was, I always think about things from that perspective. And so Poshmark just made more sense. Um, I saw that there were like, it's like 20 million users worldwide or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like, okay, this platform seems like a good place to start. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So that's why I pitched Poshmark. Okay. So what was your first thing you listed? So the Fif- first 56 days ago. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I have to pull that up. The first thing I sold. Okay. Yeah. Let's go there. Was something that I thrifted. And um, because even though I'm like, I have too much clothing, I need to sell everything I own. I still thought it was a really good idea to go thrifting with my friends. Yeah. Right? Of course. To buy more stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to this community. Cause that's, that's what we do. Exactly. We just like to pile. <laughs> bringing in all the inventory. We'll worry about the rest later. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. later guys problem. <laughs> Yeah. So the first thing I sold was a Betsy Johnson um, teddy that I found at a thrift store here in Dallas that was brand new with tags. I posted it and it sold overnight, like at Aspen. Awesome. And I was like, oh, this might be a thing. Like, okay. (laughs) Like, this this. is actually like, am I going to make money on this? Like, whoa. So that was so when, were heading. you so was that like that? I remember that rush. I remember the first thing I sold, and it was just like, oh, it was just very exciting. That I very did a first, thing. <laughs> you're, you're, it's like you get it in your head, like, oh, because I, I had listed a bunch of stuff and I wasn't making sales because I didn't know about sharing yet. And then I um, listed some coats and vest to a posh party that was happening, and I sold a, a brown puffer vest during a coat party or something. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I can sell some stuff here. Yeah. Because at first I was like, who wants to buy used clothes? Right. I was like, yeah, everyone, apparently. Everyone. everyone. Yeah. 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 So lots and lots and lots and lots of folks. Yeah. So I think the first thing that I listed, I think were a pair of Clark's um, shoes that were like brand new in the box. Like I had never actually worn. Mm-hmm. And those took a while to sell. Um, so And those do have like. I feel like Clark's have a little cult following. They are like, they, they, they do get sold. I yeah. don't, I don't get it, but they do. Well, what about Rockport? I don't know Rockport. It's like Clark. I don't either. Like, it's okay. Well, I was it's, hoping that one had, cause I love Rockport shoes. Cause I'm apparently I'm 36, but apparently I'm an old lady in my feet, <laughs> um, but they make really so. cute, comfy shoes. Like, oh, then it cute. probably is. Yeah. Are they, are they, do they have a high uh, retail? Like, 
Are they expensive to buy new? Like maybe like 150 brand new. Oh, yeah. Then they probably, I mean, you never know, but they probably do have a good resale value. I have two pair that have been on here like since I feel like my first week that haven't, you know, sold. So I was have they gotten attention? A little bit. I was telling. Do you, have you looked at, are you, are you looking at sold comps? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I go, so what I do is like, if I see something, um, I go, you know, I put it, I, first of all, if I'm seeing, if I'm thrifting it, right. I first go and I do like a search, right. For that particular item. And then I immediately look at what was sold. And then I pick the size because I've noticed that different sizes sell for different prices. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the availability of certain sizes are, you know, you can be saturated with a certain size, but if you get a size that's not all over the market, mm-hmm. but that's sucker up. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. So, so I'm looking that way. Um, I want to make sure at the end that we leave time for me to do like a little AM, like you guys have your ask me anything sessions and I want to ask yeah. you guys some stuff like towards the okay. end. Okay. Make sure you get your questions. Okay. Uh, well, I don't have a particular list of questions. Like, like I said, you know, we're pretty loosey goosey around here. We just kind of go, I, you know, I have a general vibe of like what I want to cover and then we just kind of let the conversation go. We, okay. we see what happens. Okay. So you've gotten some stuff listed. you you made your first sale at this point or before then, did you start getting online and like, are you watching, what are you, what are you consuming in terms of education? Oh my gosh. So actually, okay. So the crazy thing for me is that about three weeks into this, Poshmark did a happy hour in Dallas. And I literally, I still don't know how I slipped through the cracks because I was three weeks brand new. And like they started with Posh Ambassador 2 and then, you know, all that. And this thing popped up in the Poshmark app and it's like, we're having a happy hour. Like spaces are limited. Do you want to come? And I was like, yes. Right. And I go to this happy hour with these resellers that have been doing this, you know, like forever. Like some of them have been doing this for, you know, since Poshmark started. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met Ashley, right? From Recloth. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, okay. And I met her and like, and Posh, uh, ba- and Basic Posh Babe and uh-huh. like all Virginia. these other, right? Like these yeah. resellers have been doing this like for so long. And so I started following them and like, getting tips from these ladies. And also they were so gracious um, because we did happy hour and then we all had dinner after and they were so gracious to share tips with me as like this Poshmark rookie. Right. And like answer all my, you know, the million questions I had. Cause I was just like, Oh, like, Oh, this will just be a fun happy hour. Like I don't really know a lot of people in Dallas yet. Right. Like why not? And so I've been consuming their content. And then I think I found y'all's podcast somewhere, you know, in that as well. Um, and just like really anything that I can find, some of the people that you guys mentioned in your, I went back and listened to your early episodes, right? Like your first, I started like back there. (laughs) Oh Lord. (laughs) I love it. I love it though. I love it. Um, because it's, it doesn't, I don't know, because you guys are just like me, like trying to figure this out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's really great to hear those early episodes where someone else is like, well, maybe I'll try this up. Oh, that didn't stick to the wall. Let's try something else. Right. So, so that's yeah, it's I'm a constant for me. It's a constant evolution. Like I feel, I feel like every three months I'm like, I got a new plan. This is what I'm going to do now. <laughs> like I am at the, I'm at the very beginning of a new plan right now. Yeah. So it's like always something I'm always, 
I've got a new thing I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do now. That's what I'm going to focus on. <laughs> so like, what is your focus? Like, do you feel like you have to have a focus or do you feel like, I mean, like what's your kind of. So my focus right now is designer. I'm getting real tunnel vision on sourcing and flipping designer. So I am at the very beginning and stages of it. I'm going to do a podcast episode on it sometime this summer, hopefully, if I feel like I'm starting to see some success with it. Um, but I, I, it kind of, you know, I have these consignment bags, these designer bags, and I'm, these things are in crappy um, condition. They're from the eighties and I'm seeing how much they're going for, you know, two, $300 for a bag that the handles are ripped. I'm like, what the Yeah, that's crazy to me. So it just kind of got me going like, man, I can send out two of these bags. And even after the consignment, like I'm making more in a week than I was making before, you know, sending out 10 things. So really just trying to niche down and get like, I'm trying to become as expert as I can and just, I'm starting out real slow. I'm picking a few different styles, trying to really learn about those, try to learn how to make sure I'm not getting inauthentic pieces, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out the best ways to get them at a low price. And then, so we'll see. I have, I have three tests going right now. I have three test pieces. We'll, we'll see. They've both all been listed around a week or two. They're all still there, which is fine. I mean, these are, Things that I have listed for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. They're not going to flip over. They're not quick flips. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. This is my plan I'm working on right now. We'll, I'll, okay. you know, I'll do an episode on it this summer. And then if I stick with it, if I, if I, <laughs> <laughs> if I decide this is going to be a long haul plan, you know, I'll definitely do a, um, an update episode on it later even. So what do you consider a quick flip? Like, I, that's the one thing that, like, I'm still confused about. Like, should... Like, should it take 60 days for something to sell? I've heard people talk about like something sold after two years. I'm like, am I going to be sitting on this stuff for two years? Like, I can't. Yeah, that's what I was telling Lindsay. I was, um, Mogi Beth, uh, I follow a lot of her stuff on Insta and like YouTube. Um, she's like a guru kind of. <laughs> and have she, you, have you come across Mogi Beth? I don't know. Uh, content I'm, yet? I'm not sure. I'm going to look. Highly recommend. She's like got so much knowledge. I mean, she, yeah. has, she has a six-figure reselling business. I mean, yeah, this look at, like check out her monster. YouTube. She's she's good on, on the YouTubes. Yeah, she puts out a lot of content. And she was yeah. saying the other day, she always does these videos of like, uh, what was her best sale for the month? What was her worst sale? When like, what is she picking up? What is she not picking up anymore? And she was talking about, well, this piece sold and it had been sitting in my closet for 725 days. <laughs> she was like... Some of you probably haven't even been reselling for 725 days. Well, I have. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't I don't know that there's a real answer to for you on like what's a quick flip. You know, because right. there are some pieces that, like you said, will sell overnight and you're what you get whiplash it happen. You just mm-hmm. and then and then you'll try to replicate it. You're like, oh well, that 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 was a quick flip. Let me try again. And then that piece will just sit. So, and then, you know, what is a quick flip for a designer piece? I don't know yet. Is it months? I have no idea. Is it weeks? I, we'll see. I know the the designer bags that I have sold for my consignment client. I, I can't remember. I have like eight of them. I've listed like eight of them. Four of them flipped within two weeks, just real, real quick. And then the others are getting lots and lots of likes and questions, but they're still sitting there. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's just so 
dependent on the brand, like what's hot, the trends, seasonality. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you can't sell winter stuff in the summer, though. Like that stuff does happen. Like I just listed a snowsuit. I'm getting lots of attention on it. I'm like, why are you people even searching for this? <laughs> is that right the now? snowsuit? Is that the yeah. snowsuit? Uh, that red one? The yeah. red one? Yeah. Dude, it's so good. So, <laughs> someone sent me a lowball offer on it. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not taking that because if this doesn't sell for a price I want, I'm keeping it. It's so funny <laughs> that you say that because I have things that I listed from my closet that I really love. There's like this pink blazer I love. There's a picture I wore it to the Real Housewives of Potomac, like, um, like what, <laughs> I went to their like not launch party, but like but like the premiere night. Like I I yeah. knew somebody mm-hmm. right. Like I I knew one of the like one of the women through whatever. So I'm like wearing it, and I'm like on the red carpet, right? Because it's uh, I'm using air quotes, which I realize I'm on a podcast, and no one can see my air quotes. <laughs> but hopefully, I can listener. See she's using an air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so I wore this, and like I love this blazer, and I really don't want to sell it. So I have it listed like super high. Yeah. <laughs> but if somebody will buy so if it. So it sells, at least it's worth it to you, right? Right, right, right. right. I, same thing. I thrifted a pair of vintage, probably from the late 90s, like patchwork, um, Ralph Lauren high-waisted jeans at a thrift store. And I bought them with the intention to resell them. And so when I was modeling them to photograph, I was like, oh, well, these fit me. So I'm just going to wear them until they sell. Well, I've gotten so many offers on those things. And I'm like, shoot, I wear these a lot. So I have them priced up at $100 right now. If someone wants to pay $100, fine. I will give you my vintage Ralph Lauren patchwork jeans. Otherwise, those suckers are just going to keep going around town on my body. <laughs> Listen, I've realized, and I've told this before, Lindsay, on the pod, that like I have this trend I've realized with myself. I'll have something sitting in my closet. And I'm like, that is so cute. I want to keep it. I want to keep it. Well, I'll just wear it. It's been sitting in my closet for like weeks, maybe months. And I'm just going to wear it because it's so cute. Literally either that day or the next day, it will sell. And it has had zero traction just sitting there. But if I wear it for some reason, somewhere in the ether. (laughs) That's Lacey's magic sauce right there. That's my simulation of the earth. (laughs) Maybe I need to try that. Maybe I need to try some of that. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So how many, how many pieces do you have listed in your closet right now? In so your Poshmark closet? I have 200 and... What? Whoa! Girl. 209. <laughs> Holy And smoke. about 170 of those are from my personal, like, my personal closet. Amazing. I might okay. have had a problem, y'all. Like, <laughs> I might have had a problem. But I feel like uh-uh. I could, it's like, I don't like wearing the same thing more than, like, once every, like, maybe every month. Like, really, uh-huh. like, once a quarter. Right? Yeah, so you got to rotate I mean, those clothes, right? Which basically means, like, once a season almost. But, like, I just, I don't know. So I've, I had a lot of clothing, and now I'm like, okay. And, like, I have a whole bunch of stuff in Michigan at my friend Jeanette's house in Grand Rapids that I, like, that I asked her to foster because it like no longer <laughs> fit me, but they're things I love. So when I go up to Michigan this summer to visit her, I have like even more to bring back and list. Right. Amazing. So, are, are you driving? How are you going to get all this back? <laughs> empty suitcase. <laughs> I might drive. I've done the drive several times. I've done the drive. I did the drive three or four times last year. That's like a 24 hour drive from Texas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hours. yeah. 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 So, driving. Lindsay hates driving. We'll see. <laughs> I've, so I, I mean, I've done it by myself like a bunch of times. So it's like not a big deal for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So. Well, I have a question. You, okay, go ahead. Uh, how many items have you sold at this point? Now, I can see that. Sisters. Sisters. That's what I'm about to ask. <laughs> I've sold 21 items. 
That's and pretty fi- darn good 50, for considering 60. you've only been doing this for less than two months. Is that good? Because I feel like it's yeah. Okay. No, no I don't. I don't know. Again, it's a learning curve and a growth process. Well, you'll have a better idea than we do because we don't remember. But like if you just went back and listened to all of our old podcasts, we used to update. Like I've been selling for yeah six weeks and I've sold, and I've sold 14 like, items. items. I don't yeah. know, whatever it was. Yeah. Like, but I feel this like is also was interesting like to me. Algorithm woes. Right. I was about to say, you kind of came into this in the heat of the algorithm woes, as you just so perfectly put it. And I so... What's going on in your head about this whole process as like a newbie to this joint? It's so, I don't, so I'm like on the, on the fence. Cause like, I've just listened to a lot of different people. Um, and I've heard a lot of different podcasts. Um, I really love the episode that you guys did. That was kind of like the insider episode. And so what's going on in my head is that, okay. So like, I'll, so algorithms change all the time, right? Like, so if you work mm-hmm. in SEO, which I've done some SEO work, right? Like Google literally changes the algorithm uh, like 24 times a year, right? Wow. So like if you are doing web development, right? Or you're trying to do anything around that, like you're constantly adapting to that change. So that's kind of normal, right? But this, what I get from Poshmark is that it's not so much the algorithm. It's that their search functionality is broken, And I know this because I will go into my own closet to find something. So you know how they do a party and it's like this brand, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's only these brands. And so I'll go to search my closet because I know I have five Michael Kors things, right? And and I'll type in Michael Kors and like nothing will show up. And I'm like, okay. so That's a problem. Yes, it's a big (laughs) problem. Which means like, okay, if somebody else is searching my closet, is it not showing up, right? Yeah. We don't know. That's the thing. We just don't freaking know. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like fight, like sometimes like sometimes it'll show, sometimes it won't, right? Or like if I search by color, like all these different things. So I think it's more of there's something broken with the searching. The mm-hmm. other thing that I'm not clear about is you're right. Like I entered this world in kind of like this new era. It's kind of like if you were if you had just graduated from college and you were entering the workforce like during the pandemic, right? It's like right, it's like the rule, no red, like, no red rules. Like there are no rules, right? Like. So, sorry, I was a Spanish major in undergrad, so I speak in Spanish sometimes. Anyway, but my point is, like, there's, like, no, like, the rules that existed no longer. Like, I saw someone the other day post, they're like, I've shared 10,000 times, and I've made, you know, 300 sales in that. I'm like, I've shared 11,000 times, and, like, I'm not, and I've made 21 sales. Like, what am I, like, what am I missing here, right? Right. Um. So I've just been really focused on, I was really focused on getting the ambassador status, which I did in like 48 days, I want to say, something like that. Good for you. Yeah, I was really like hyper-focused on that. I'm still not ambassador status. I've been doing this for over a year. <laughs> Lacey, it's come fine. on. <laughs> it's fine, sister. It's fine. And that's the thing. I thought ambassador status was going to like be this groundbreaking thing. Like, yes, now I'm going to make sales. Right. And then no. it's not. It's just now it's a it's a it's it's just another one of their um, tactics to keep us on the platform, Mm -hmm. like sharing our closets and 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 sharing uh, like doing the community shares. It's it's just one of their ways, you know, so they can show that, hey, look how long our users are on the platform. You know, you're right. You're right. And I you know, you have um, your with your with your background and particularly now you're saying you're your company is working with tech companies like you have a even you know 
your understanding is far superior than most of ours because you you know like you were saying you're very analytical anyway and then that's what you're doing is like checking out analytics and like like how many newbie resellers are like listen there's 20 million people on the platform They're like <laughs> like you like you have a different grasp of what what we're working with here than even most of us who've been doing this know you know absolutely doesn't seem to help much but <laughs> <laughs> Right now, I feel like nothing helps much. I mean, my sales this month, I am having one of my worst months almost since we started. Like Ooh. if I put it statistically, like how much I have listed and how much I have sold, I, I'm like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like it's just, it's abysmal. And so I'm just, you know, looking for some light at the end of the tunnel somewhere, hopefully, please. <laughs> yeah, I liked what, um, I liked what V said. One of the things she said in our interview was like, Poshmark needs to support their buyers by telling us how it works. So Mm -hmm. we can then, like that benefits them if they explain to us how the algorithm works. So then we can tailor what we're doing to meet that. Because But see, they're still doing this testing process. And this is what I was telling you, I think in the last episode, I was watching Ashley from Recloth, one of her videos, and she was talking about how she was begging people not to do like the simplistic listing titles that they're suck it, Ashley. That's what I'm doing, girl. (laughs) That they're saying like are working best. Like, oh, that's where most of the sales are coming from. She's like, if you fall into that and you're like putting that as your listing title and then you start selling stuff, she's like, then you're proving to Poshmark that that's what is going to work for these buyers. And again, I was with Lindsay. I was like, but your sales aren't being affected, girlfriend. So like (laughs) my sales are taking, but she did whatever I can. (laughs) She did say that in the video though. She's like, easy for me to say my sales haven't been affected. Like she does, she does address that. And I'm just kidding, Ashley. I love you. Yeah. I literally started changing my listings last week because I heard that I heard you guys do that episode. And so I've been changing. So like I changed the dress. Like instead of Max Studio, you know, green, blah, blah, blah. I put Kelly green midi dress, right? Right. I mean, th- and yeah, now people they're are actually, taking like, like. They have that whole thing, right? The trends. And so now, mm-hmm. and again, I think the trends are fake, right? Because like your trends are different than my trends, right? Right. Yeah, probably. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And so now my dress shows up there. But how many other people are actually seeing Kelly green midi dress? Right. Like, I, uh, it's very frustrating. I mean, obviously, like I uh, went and split my listings and I did like, you know, I copied them all and made them like, here's the ones that have the basic listing title and here's the ones that have the full. Yeah, she did. She did double listing. She she got that from someone on uh, YouTube and she like doubled up her listing. So same same dress listed twice, one with complex, one with simple and description. Sure enough, the ones that are selling are the basic like, you know, Kelly Green dress listings. but they're still tanking. Like I'm still not making the sales that I was used to making. So it just shows you how flawed the process really is. I mean, like it, Get it's it. broken, like you said. Get it together. Get it together, Poshmark. Get it together, Poshmark. My, my like, question though please. is like, what if someone buys both and there's only one, like, do you just cancel the yeah. other sale? Yeah, yeah. You just cancel the other okay. sale. Because I'm, I'm doing or, that with like a pair of Zara pants right now. I have mm-hmm. them listed differently. Um. Like just to see what happens, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what if somebody buys them both at the like? That's the other thing. And the cross listing right. thing, like, if somebody buys something on Mercari, how do I? I mean, I know that I can just go in and do not for risk management is a big part of what I do, right? Mm-hmm. And so I build out processes for companies 
that are around like, what's the worst thing that can happen? How do we mitigate that? Like, how do we stop that from happening? And if it does happen, what do we do? So that's yeah. how my brain works. And maybe I'm overthinking yeah. it. No, no, because I mean, it is something you have to stay, stay on top of because you don't want to forget that you listed this thing over on Macari and you sold it on Poshmark like two months ago and then somebody's trying to buy it from you. But worst case scenario is you say, sorry, it's already been sold. Okay. You yeah. Know, it's not going to so hurt you in any way the unless only, you do it repeatedly. The, yeah. I feel like if you're doing that like on a weekly Every basis, I, and I don't <laughs> yeah. even know what the consequences would be. Like, would they deactivate your account? I have no idea. Right. I do know on eBay, if you, if you ever, are you selling on eBay? Okay. If you sell on eBay, you'll get more. She gave a big old X. <laughs> eBay scares me. eBay scares me because eBay and Depop, because like someone can buy something. I'm using air quotes. That's my air quote voice here. Buy something. (laughs) Right. And then like, and then they have two days to pay for it. That doesn't make sense. Like it's, it's, it's it's the internet. Like you buy it right then. Right. I know. I I know. And eBay has, they're getting better. They're working towards like instant pay over there. So it is getting better. Um, I like, I'm super unfamiliar with Depop. I actually, cause I just started using Vindu. I've started listing a few things, so I still have not sold anything on Depop, but I'm going to, you know, cause it's so easy for me to cross list now and manage my inventory with this Vindu. Like, like you were saying, once something sells, boom, I just list market as sold and it pulls it from all my platforms. I don't even have to physically do it. So when you market as sold, does that take that listing off of Poshmark? It takes it off all, yeah. all it, it'll take it off. Where, you know, obviously it won't be, let's say you sold it on Poshmark. It obviously it's not going to be listed there anymore, but anywhere else you have it cross-listed. If you mark it as sold inside your Vindu, it just pull, it delists yep. it from all your other platforms where it's so lit is. I didn't use that because I thought that it, I have heard from numerous places that it's better to have like a lot of listings show on your page, even if they're sold, right? Than to, than to delist well, them. So that's what I was- don't. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. And I, you know, I'll, let me think. Well, my brain doesn't work that way. I have to actually like sit down and focus. I don't know if it shows it as sold on the other platforms or just shows it as like inactive or, or if it just deletes it. I actually don't remember. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. That's a good question. I haven't used that feature. I've been like, ooh, nope, nope. Because like I sold a watch. My highest sale was a Michael Kors watch. Um, that I sold on Mercari for $126 and it was a Christmas mm-hmm. gift. And like, I had it for like five years and never worn it. Um, nice. I sold that for 126, right. Which I was like, Woo-hoo. and now I don't want to delist through Vindu because I don't want it to be removed from my Poshmark, but it still shows. So I just have it marked as not for sale, but I did mm-hmm. it manually instead of so interesting. I don't know. I, that's that. That's a good thing to think about. But for me, I'm I'm so into like getting my processes so streamlined and easy because I, you know, I have five seconds of my day every day that I have available to like do this stuff. So it's like the faster I can get things accomplished, the better. But for me, that that's you know, everybody has different time constraints around their day. So right. for me, I'm like, what's the quit? Like, and how many times, like you were saying, how many times stuff had sat in my closet forever, sold on one platform. And for some reason, because I did not have every single piece of inventory cross-listed. I am now, I have now taken care of that with Vindu. Like everything is the same across all the board. Um, but I, the, countless times I've sold something on one platform and I did not keep a good enough record of where it was all cross-listed before. And, and then it would sell again and that, you know, 
So I have had to do that. I have had to cancel orders on people. But again, you just say, sorry, it's not available. It's not the yeah. end of the world. I know. The I, worst worst I've had is one lady was like, oh, I'm so disappointed. I love that necklace. And I was like, yeah, yeah I did. I'm sorry. What <laughs> I, had I, a, it's I gone. had a customer try to, um, I have a hat that's for sale and I have it sitting on my dress form. And I had to take a picture of the jacket. It was that rainbow jacket, Lindsay, that you gave me. Okay, shut up. <laughs> um, and she was like, um cute hat, but is the jacket for sale? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, sorry, that sold months ago. (laughs) I can't blame you for trying though. It's a cute, it was a cute jacket. Yeah. Okay. You just said your best sale. What's been your worst sale so far in your opinion? Do you have one? One that you've been like, oh man. (laughs) So I feel like I just did this bundle offer, um, where I basically sold a J crew skirt, I think for like $6 accidentally. Like, and I was like, man, I could have got more for that. But they caught me at a point when I was just like, I just like, I need to sell something, right? Yes, like, yes. I'm so happy that buyers cannot see the stats of when we last sold something. I guess they technically could, but I'm really happy that buyers can't see like when our last sale was because then they could really use that against us to just like lowball. Because you know, you mm-hmm. get to that point where you're like. <laughs> I just need something to move, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like anything, right? And and it's always going to be like that. Like, let's okay, um, Madison, uh, Golden State of Mind. Um, follow her if you don't follow her. She's she's a great resource on Instagram. Golden, I think it's Golden Dot State of Mind. State of Mind, yeah. Um, she is constantly talking, and she she is very successful. She makes a lot of money reselling. She is constantly talking about the roller coaster that is being a reseller. She is a a seasoned reseller. She's a successful reseller, but she was going through her stats from the weekend. She like had a $600 day Friday, a $500 day Saturday and a $99 day on Sunday. She was like, it's just so up and down all the time. So even if you have like the best inventory, even if you are doing all the right things, like it's just going to always be, I mean, that's sales, right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's entrepreneurship sales. in general, it, right? Yep, it's, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There is no such thing as a business that just like steadily creeps up. I mean, it's just like a, yes, over time you get right increase, but it's, it's not linear by any means. That's why I was so frustrated with this whole algorithm thing, because I had really started to see like a trajectory and I was moving in an upward place. And I was like, oh my gosh, I set this goal for myself that I'm going to double what I make in a month. And I was getting there and then <laughs> just like plummets. I, you know, and I think, I don't think where we are now is just going to be our forever as no, resellers. No. The, I mean, obviously it's a thing that's being worked on and yeah. something will change. How, um, how often are you going sourcing? So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we already established you have a problem with shopping as do we all. <laughs> This is why we're here. <laughs> but if I'm shopping to resell, that doesn't count as shopping. Right? No, that's a exactly. that's a business trip. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You got to spend money to make money. So <laughs> I so I'm doing a couple of things. So I've gone. I go thrifting. If they there's this big thrift store in the Dallas area called Thrift Giant, and they have like I don't know like 20 locate. I don't know if it's actually 20. They have a bunch of locations, right? And so they do. Like a couple times a week, they're like 50% off all tags and like they do stuff like that. So I hit those sales. Um, and maybe I'm doing that like every two weeks. Okay. But sometimes I'm doing it multiple times in the same week. Um, and then there's another thing I started doing in terms of sourcing 
because I feel like things that are new with tags will sell faster, right? This is like in my mind. No, that's your, I I mean, if you're going to buy something secondhand, wouldn't you rather it be, you know, never worn? That's Mm -hmm. the dream. So I've been sourcing at like the big box discount stores. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, and I, I feel like there's room for like every, I don't feel like anyone's competing. I feel like there's room for everyone. Right. So like, I have no problem saying this, but like Marshall's TJ Maxx, like those stores actually have Zara. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They'll have some good stuff in there. Sometimes. Yeah. And so like, you just gotta I be found, willing to dig and go frequently. I think exactly. I mean, that's the same as going thrifting. You got to dig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been going to like those stores and finding Zara and like these, and like Sincerely Jewels and other brands to see if those will sell. Cause I feel like Zara is selling a lot, but I haven't, but nothing that I've sold yet has sold from those. But my theory and like the beauty of it is that, okay, I'm going to list these things for, you know, 28 days, 21 days, whatever. And then if they don't sell, I can just return them. Cause you have 30 days to return them. Oh, and then I haven't yeah. lost mm-hmm. any money. Oh, yeah. That's smart. Yeah. So I, Zara's got some cute stuff. I, you know, back to you're talking about a quick flip. I, you know, and who knows what the stats are now. Um, and it might, it might have been from an old Mogi Beth video, but I'm I, for 60 days is in my head somewhere about how, like, that's a, that's a good flip if you can get something in and out of your closet in 60 days. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what also then the target of delisting and relisting is like anything past 60 days you want to. Yeah. Get it back up there. Okay. Well, let, let's, we're at minute 50. Let's, uh, what, what, what are your AMAs? What do you got for us? Um, so before, and I do- also, uh, well, first of all, is there anything else you want to cover before we get into AMAs? Yeah. There's one tip that I heard about from someone. And again, like I just, I am a consumer of like data and information. So I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. who said this, but one thing that you can do on Poshmark is if you have an old listing, go and like make a video of it. Right. And that shows to your story and that like shows up new, right? And it kind of like refreshes oh. it and to the top. And then people are actually like sharing their story, like sharing your story. So I don't, I haven't, I don't, I can't say for sure that a sale came, that a sale was made particularly because someone shared my story, but I definitely see more traction once I add that video to an older listing. Interesting. Good tip. Yeah. I feel like I am very much underutilizing that video feature. Like that's I new, never ever use. I think I've used it once. That's a very new feature. Like I, I can't even remember the last six months or so. I don't know. It's it's not, you know, it's a newish feature that that 15 second video we can add to each listing. And I feel like it probably is helpful to use that. Yeah. And I do and do the video in the app and don't make it and then upload it because I tried that and like it's like, oh, it's too long. It was like 16 seconds or something. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that I would say that. And then I, so I've been manually, sh- I manually share like over 200 mm-hmm. times. I just sit there and I'm like, like, right. Are you at least doing the bulk share? Are you doing bulk share? So, no. What do you mean by bulk share? Okay. Do you, what do you have your phone? Can you go to Poshmark right now? All right. Go to Poshmark. Go to your closet. Mm-hmm. All right. See in the top right corner, the little tool set up there. Yeah. Okay. Click that. Oh. And then go down to share to followers. Click that. And then there's a little empty bubble bubble on every single wow. one of your listings there. You can just go mm-hmm. and then share to followers. 
it still is some time consuming, but that, <laughs> but she just made a mind blown gesture with her but hand. That, <laughs> but that's way, way less way time faster. than individually sharing. Cause you don't have that lag time of each thing. Cause it does lag every time you share. Yeah. So I've time. been like individually sharing my, like my stuff to a party, like mm-hmm. one by one. And yeah. then I just pick, I'm like, or I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick 50 things. Like what are the 50 things I want to move the fastest? Yeah. So you can, so there's ways to customize it too. You can share um, to just your followers, or if there is a party going on, it will give you the option to share to the party. I would, and, yeah. and, and then it will only highlight the things that are eligible for that party for you to click on. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. Gonna, it's very that's literally, I was going to say, I was going to say, I wish that there was like a filter that could say like, shit, like eligible for this party. But right. apparently there yeah. is. Wow. Yeah. Game changer. And okay. then, so what are your thoughts on using a, um, a bot? So I am very much a bootstrapper, right? Like I am very much, I've worked with lots of startups, right? And, you know, I have my own consulting company and I'm very much a person that likes to do like things on her own from the ground up first. And I know that's not always like the best move, but before I start paying for something, I need to understand how something works, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know that I'm ready. I just, you know, bought Vindu, like bought one month of Vindu, right? I don't know that I'm ready yet for like a posture VA. Is that what, like posture VA is what you guys use? That's that's the one we use. Yeah. I don't know that I'm ready for posture VA or something like that yet. Cause I feel like that's an, that's more of an investment that I want to make right yeah. now. Um, yeah. I'm honestly like my goal right now is to sell enough so that I can buy Ashley's um, Ashley's course, mm-hmm. right? Or the ebook. Um, yeah. Because I feel like if I can do that, then it makes sense to make that investment, right? Yeah. Rather than investing in something for my other business, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I don't think I'm ready yet for a bot. Okay. Um, I don't remember how far into this I started doing the bot thing. Lindsay did it before me. Yeah. And, and that it was, was back when bots were still kind of controversial in yeah, the world. Yeah, pe- like, people weren't admitting people were to afraid using to admit bots. They would use them, yeah, because they were thought they were going to get kicked off the sites. Yeah. Okay. Um, but now it's not a big deal anymore. But Yeah. Every, every, every one of the big resellers is like, hell yeah, I'm not sharing my own closet. You know how many pieces <laughs> I have in there? You think I got time for that? <laughs> I think if I had more than two, like I think 200, like where I am now is like the max, right? If I had like 500 items, then yeah, there's no way I could do that. Well, I, I think you're going to really like that bulk share. Bulk that, yeah. That's, that's going to change things for you. And then, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, always the option down the line to to add that in. Mm-hmm. So I guess my like question for you guys would be, what's the one thing you wish you knew when you started? Mm. Good question. Um, do you have something, Lindsay? I do. Oh, <laughs> a lot the posture VA, Sherry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Other than that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Gosh, what's the one thing I knew? I've learned so many different things I wish I knew at the beginning since the beginnings of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Well, I mean, my very first thrifting trip, i I just, which, you know, I feel like so many people do, like, I just went in and just bought, was like, oh, this, this is cute, you know, with no research at all. And I, and not, not that I regret that because I feel like that's just kind of part of most people's whole path to learning and educating themselves. So it's not that I regret that, but 
Um, that would have been nice to know, like how to search comps, to have an understanding of searching comps. But I think you already have that down. Um, this dead air is really good. Yeah. Oh, don't <laughs> worry. I, I'll cut out the dead air. I'm, I'm just trying to get back into the mindset of over a year ago of what I wish I had known back then. Um, I mean, I think for me, I was very intimidated by the fashion aspect of it. I mean, I love fashion. I love clothes. Like, I always feel like people compliment me on what I wear because I have a very, like, funky style, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was intimidated by the fact that, like, I'm not a brand person. There's yeah. no, like, clothing brand. I mean, I love anthropology. Like, I love that store. I love their stuff. But, like, I don't, ha I don't wear, like, super expensive clothing. I don't go and buy, like, super <clears throat> brandy stuff, you know? And... I was intimidated by that. I was like, oh, this means I'm going to like fail doing this because I don't understand fashion trends and I don't understand like the fashion world. And, you know, I'm not going to be like <laughs> in fashion week in New York, like in Paris, like it's not me. Um, and I don't think that's not true. You don't need that. You know, it's if you just want to like stay on top of Instagram and like, you know, just see those trends that way. Cool. Um, but for me, I have this whole time stayed with, I go for more, style over brand. And I don't think that that's hurt me in any way. And I still learn drastically as I keep going through it, you know? Um, so that was just my little thing. Cause I was very, very like, it almost made me not do it. Cause I was so intimidated by the fashion aspect of it. That's like yeah, the I, opposite. Like I'm very brand focused. I'm like, Oh, this mm -hmm. is Maeve. Like, Oh, this is anthropology. Like I should buy that. Like, and Oh, it's out for dinner. I should buy that. Not this brand, right? Like, I'm very focused on mm -hmm. that. So, interesting. So, it just shows you, like, it takes all, like, everybody has such different models and, like, such different things that we're aiming for and going for and processes, you know? That's why I think this is so fascinating. I, I think that's something that I, I could take away from, like, what, you know, it's so good. Like, the, the Instagram community is so good because you're seeing resellers from all over the country, which is so rad. You're seeing what sells for other people. But not taking that as like gold, you know, what not, you know, some people have amazing success selling Lulu. Some people have Lulu sitting in their closet and it doesn't budge. Like, it, <laughs> like why? I don't, I don't know. But, you know, figuring out really utilizing those seller insights within your Poshmark app, you know, I, I don't even think they had those when we started, um, but really like seeing what brands are selling well for you. And it'll also, it, it gets real. Have you looked at, I'm sure you have, yeah. you're Victoria's all about analytics. I've sold more Victoria's Secret than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, Which categories sell well for you? Well. Like really getting hyper-focused on what works for you and watching all the content because it's great. First of all, it helps us feel less isolated. And, you know, you can make real friendships through Instagram, which is amazing and, and uplifting, but just not getting focused on, okay, well, that person is selling a crap load of docs. I'm going to, I'm going to just load up on some docs because that it may not sell for you. It's just, just, just really, you know, looking in on your analytics and seeing mm -hmm. what like vintage for me, man, I'm trying I keep trying to get away from it. Keeps <laughs> pulling me back in. Oh, <laughs> since day one, <laughs> <I know. laughs> get away from me. No, no. I'm done with vintage. Vintage is not done with me. It's just my top selling category. <laughs> you will die on that hill. Yeah. Just... 
I mean, I guess we'll see. I've got some seven for all mankind jeans right up. I've got like all sorts of trends. I went to an EDM concert last weekend to like see what the kids are wearing. It's confusing. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just confusing. It's confusing. I agree. It is confusing. <laughs> well, it. Nicole, I think you're doing like you're super smart. You're brilliant. Like you have a head of on the analytics. Like you're going to be great at this. Like. Yeah, I 50, think so too. 56 days is basically like blinking your eyes one time. Like <laughs> okay. you're, you're, I, you know, you seem, my impression of you is that you are a positive person. And I think, you know, just not letting yourself get beat because it's, it's real easy, particularly when you have lulls for, I haven't sold anything in a few, two days, I guess, in two days. You're like, man, this, this, last week I went like five days without making a sale. Yeah, I haven't sold yeah. anything in five days. So yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like all in my living room, right? Like I live in a small apartment. Like I downsized from 1,600 square feet to 900. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I can see it every day. And it's like I'm <laughs> just yeah, sitting there here. talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> like how, how many times have I gone like multiple days without making a sell and been like, I'm never going to sell anything again ever. That's Wait, it. I should just quit. It's, it's done. It's done. Oh, <laughs> And then you go sourcing. <laughs> yeah, and then I get six sales over the weekend. I don't, you know, it's... So just one, what are the week, like I have never, I made, I make like one sale over a weekend. Like, what are you guys doing on the weekends? Cause I'm still, sh- I'm doing just as much. What's happening on the weekends that I don't know. It's like a secret party. I don't know about, or like what is going It's on? so random to me. Like I, for some reason, weekends are usually when I sell the most. Mm-hmm. Now, when it's, when I first started, it wasn't like that. And I don't know what the reason is behind it, you know, cause I do use a bot. So I don't change anything on my end. It's yeah. just like. Same amount of sharing. Yeah. And I I honestly wonder if it's just. People are getting paid on Fridays. Right. Or people have time to like sit and scroll on the weekends. And so that's why. I mean, I have no, I have no idea. Like it just boggles my mind. And, and, (laughs) And I also remember at the beginning seeing people, you know, look what I sold over the holiday weekend and like having these stacks of sales. And I'm like, I, I made like one sale in four days. And then. I mean, it really is just the more, the longer you do it, like you're not going to, you're going to go days without a sale. And then all of a sudden you're going to have, start having days in a row where you have multiple sales. And Mm -hmm. and it seems impossible when you're at the very beginning, you're like, I am never going to have multiple sales in a day. That's just not going to happen. And it's definitely not going to happen more than one time this week. And it just, it, like if you consistent, like that is what every single reseller will tell you. Consistent, consistent. Yeah. Listen, even if you're just listing one thing a day, just keep okay. at it. I know Ashley from Reclot said she's like, if you're not making sales or you're having a lull, she's like, try listing three more things um, than you normally do. So if you normally list like two, try to list five today. You know, um, what else did she say? And she was like, um, ugh, nerds. I lost it. <laughs> like, uh, there's just Good so content here, guys. There, there's just so many different ways of running the business, and I think the one thing that all the successful resellers have in common is consistency. Consistency, yeah. Just not letting the down. I mean, you're human. You're not a robot. Of course, you're going to be like, oh, this sucks. But you know, just realizing it's just a crap day. It's a crap week. Whatever. Just keep at and it. Don't keep- be like sister here, and don't list anything for two months <laughs> because I'm in Hawaii. I, you know, I, Stop I, I, bringing up <laughs> see, she knows this girl knows I, I went on vacation mindset. It just, I didn't get ever, get, but I'm back in. Hey, I listed five things this morning before this interview. So Good for you. Woo! 
Oh, Doing I have it. one more question for you, Nicole. Um, how many things do you typically list in a day? So it depends. So every day I go into my closet, like I posted this video of like my closet a couple weeks ago. Every day I go into my closet and I'm like, okay, what am I not wearing? What am I not going to wear again? And so I grab something, right? And I list that for my own closet. And then I try to list, um, you know, anything that is like anything I've thrifted. I try to list that. So I'm maybe doing two or three things a day. And it just, it just depends. So I, I always say that I am, I'm pee free. I'm not responsible for any people, pets or plants. <laughs> so I have a lot of time to list. So like I can, you know, I have a lot of time to list and do it. I really like that. Cause I'm pee free. I have, I have all of those things. I also have all of those. Things. I have all of those peas <laughs> and more. Uh, so, so yeah, so I'm maybe doing three things a day, but I, I guess, I mean, I guess I just have to hang in there. I'm, you know, it's, I know it takes time. The oh. fact that you have 200 something yeah. listings on day 56. to get up to that many. Like that's amazing. <laughs> get, get it together, Lacey. Good Lord. You have a I'm, podcast. Get it together. I've only been at a, my highest is like 172, I think. Because every time I would start getting close to 200, it would like, I keep selling things. And I'm like, well, ugh. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't do this if it's sold, right? But again, guys, most of this is from my own like personal closet. And right, so much right, right. of it is new with tags. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So. You know, you're going to, you're going to do this and you're going to like, you won't believe like all that stuff. There is a buyer for everything that's in mm -hmm. your closet. It's just a matter of finding the right price for each piece. And you learn that as you go, you, you can't like you're kind because things shift and change and the economy changes. Like everything, mm -hmm. like a lot of the big resellers I'm seeing talking about, like they're lowering their prices right now. And you know, it, it all, it all, it's just constant learning, constant adapting. It, like you said, it's just entrepreneurship. It's, it's mm -hmm. the, you know. That's what I wanted to ask. That was the one. I'm glad that you said that because the one, the last question I have for you guys is, so when I see these resellers saying they're doing six figures, are they talking net or are they talking like gross? Like, are they doing like there's, I think, go ahead. I, I think they're mostly talking gross. I don't yeah. know yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I don't know, but um I, not all of them. I'm sure a lot of them are netting six figures, but I yeah. mean, you, you can hear on Ashley's videos, she, she gives you her breakdown and what her net is. And then you got to think about, okay, so she netted and it's a lot. What I, you know, it's like 10 grand. I netted 10 grand this month. She sources every day. How much of that is she putting back into sourcing? So how much right. is she right. actually taking from that 10 grand and putting into it. That's just my example. Cause she's the one I've listened mm -hmm, to the mm -hmm. most. And, yeah. you know, um, so are they, you know, I, she may be, she may be netting six figures. I mean, she's killing it. Yeah. She um, <laughs> I don't know that every six filler sit figure reseller is actually netting six figures. Right. Okay. Cause I wonder if that's why my sales are slow because like, I'm not, like I'm not willing to sell for not and and not have a profit, right? I'm look. I focus more on like having a 15% profit margin at least, mm -hmm. right? Because again, the analytics, right? I'm looking yeah. at it from that perspective rather than like a dollar amount. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's going to be times too where you're like, man, this has been here for so long. I don't care. Just you made an offer, buy. You know, like I sold a dress last weekend and I lost six bucks on it. But the way I thought about it is it brought $65 in. Like, yeah, of course, you know, overall, like I spent 70 some. That's not exactly right. But I'm just saying it brought $65 in that I can now use towards 
you know, this new designer thing I'm mm-hmm. trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, this dress has gotten no attention in over a year. It's just been sitting there. Someone yeah. just made this offer. I'm going to take it and I'm going to use that money to invest in other inventory. Awesome. I don't remember what it was, but I had a sale at one point. I remember talking about it on the pod that like I had been sitting there and sitting there and like no intention and somebody made an offer on it. It was such a low ball offer. And I was like, whatever, fine. I think I made like three cents off of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But at some point, your stuff's been sitting there for so long. You're like, yeah, just you're just get, like, get it out of here. here. <laughs> I don't care. Let's work on inventory. That's going to actually make me a profit. <laughs> yep. That's fair. Yep, yep. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, Nicole, you you said it all. Thank you so much for having me. I love <laughs> listening you to you guys. Here. And like, I love this meta world that I live in. Yes. Um, where everything is connected. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to um, touch base with you, get you on again in like a year and, and yeah, see, see where you're at. See where you've grown. Yeah. It's gone. I guess that means I have to, that just means I have to stick with it for the next year. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you decide like, uh-uh, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm not going to like hunt you down and like drag you onto the podcast. But <laughs> Meanwhile, a year later, Nicole's like started her own reselling site and she's like president and CEO. <laughs> I actually already bought the, I did buy the domain See? before I bought, before I picked my username. So it's going to happen. Oh. <laughs> well, well, I'm working for you, girl. Well, we'll say this. If you're still here, if you're still in the in the community in a year, I'd love to have you back on to see what growth that you've had since today. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you guys for doing this podcast. Like I learned so much from y'all and like, I'm so glad that you guys take the time to to do this each week when I know you yeah, have lots of keys you. to I'm handle. Thank you. saying that. That's very sweet. <laughs> so, so many peas. So many, <laughs> so many peas. <laughs> so good. I want a pea-free shirt. <laughs> God. <laughs> all right well thank you so much nicole it was so fun meeting you and talking Bye. with you Bye. Bye. thank you all right well thank you nicole that was great oh newbie that was gonna I mean, do great she's gonna do great yeah she's she's way smarter than us she's <laughs> she's way smarter has way more listings than i do <laughs> great you know what's gonna happen in a year from now we're gonna be on her podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes i love it and she's gonna be like hey i got a six-figure reselling business girls um, <laughs> and i'll tell you that is what i am making in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's net baby so and we'll be, and like, we'll be like nicole tell us how you do everything nicole teach us what do you do <laughs> teach us what to do <laughs> oh my gosh that would be exciting <laughs> i i just i just foretold the future Oh, I mean, everything about her was meta. So maybe this will happen. Man, her, her simulation's going real well. I liked it. I liked, I liked everything about her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, well, join us next week. We have another interview lined up from next week. We are, we are flush with interviews these that's weeks. That's right. We have a plethora. Yeah, that's what she said. And um, I guess that's it. So uh, two sisters. One podcast. Thrifters. Thrifters. Sisters. Why did we get slower on that? It used to be like, Thrifters Sisters. Thrifters Sisters. <laughs> and that, people, is why we have Mariana Bell. Bye. Bye. Play it out for us, Mariana. Thrifters Sisters. Thrifters Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seaville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye. So. This, well, I don't want to say. Well, we'll, Uh we'll, hold on, hold on. The audio recording has run into a problem. You may need to reload the page.
Oh, God damn it. That was good content. Does it say that on your end? No, I'm going to stop it. Okay. It did record? Okay. Well, I don't know what happened, but... I